0: Jenner here. Today I am talking to David Russell. He's a local business owner here in uh, Bisbee, Arizona. So, small business owner, entrepreneur in a rural area, so to speak. Uh, So, I wanted to get his insight on uh, a couple things. But uh, yeah, David, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you having me on the show today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've known each other for a long time, uh, and I know you're not terribly politically engaged, but I, there are a couple ideas on the table right now for 2020, and I kind of wanted to just throw them by you and see, just get your gut reaction to how, uh, uh, how certain scenarios would play out for you in in your life as a business owner and then just the town in general so
1: yeah absolutely i'm totally willing to answer a few questions and go uh from there on
0: um to start off why don't you just take a couple minutes to uh introduce yourself and tell kind of your like your backstory and uh how you you know coming to Bisbee and starting a small business and just, yeah, just kind of compile your origin story into however long you want it. <laughs> That's beefy pulling on cords.
1: Get a <laughs> yes, yeah, David so. is in
0: the studio. So we have beefy is here as well. Anyway. Yes. Uh, origin story. Go.
1: Uh, background is quite interesting there. So um, in short, Wow, where do you even begin? Um, I've traveled all around the country a little bit, I suppose, and I've done my time in the military, and that's how I found my way out west here. Uh, I was born and raised on the east coast, and when I found my way into the military and then out to the west coast, I was really excited because coming out to the west coast was something I always dreamed of and wanted to do from a very early age. So having that opportunity was amazing. Um, and then there with the military, I got a, a lot of great experience, life experiences as, as well. Um, that brought me out to Bisbee and it took me about four months to find Bisbee when I was stationed out here. And when I finally did, I, I finally was like, wow, this is, you know, this place is really special. It has something here that, I want to come back over and over again and just experience it. So, I suppose all in all, I did. Um, I came back to Bisbee. I have moved, you know, to other cities and kind of experienced the West Coast lifestyle all around, and found that Bisbee has something very special and unique to offer here. Um, so that was a couple of years ago when I moved back officially and began opening uh, several small businesses throughout the area.
0: And, and how did that start? How did that even land in your lap? Because most people here start small business and they would assume you're like some trust fund kid with, you know, like six digit bank account so how how did the opportunity actually come to you to uh to take on this this first role with the tour company
1: um well it goes back just a step further beyond the tour company actually and that's um the complete opposite of me being you know a trust funder, having a large bank account by any means um i actually went back to school using partial of my military financing that I had and benefits that I was obligated to f- through my services and with that found myself in a great amount of debt and I had the opportunity to travel anywhere um, really uh, that I wanted to within my profession and um, continue that lifestyle and spend the money and not really you know, be able to save or build anything from that um, and just be working the traditional nine to five job. And it's not really what I ever quite foresaw for myself. Um, very much always wanted to kind of own my own business, but never really had the opportunity or the means to do so. Mm-hmm. So, from graduating, I opened up my own design studio and worked in house and had clients throughout the country that I worked with. And with those relationships that I built, um, I was starting to be able to build, put pieces together, and build a backing that was going to support me through my next venture. Um, there, I began also working with some nonprofits here locally within Bisbee, and that led to the opportunity to take on, you know, the position that I now run as the tourism center here in town.
0: Yeah, so very cool. Uh, it's been just a few years and seeing, uh, how both of our roles in town have kind of radically changed. What all, um, just condense what it, what exactly it is that, uh, that you do as the, as the tourism center, what, what, uh, what services and products do you
1: so offer? here at the the bisbee tourism center we offer a lot of different varied services a we started about three years ago as the bisbee tour company offering exclusively tours via golf cart throughout the city um and that's really kind of what made me fall back in love with bisbee all over and again in a whole new light and in that moment it was A rediscovery for myself and also something that I wanted to teach and show um, and learn more of. It kept me interested. Um, So that really was the ball and still is the star behind the Tourism Center as we know it today. Uh, So with one little golf cart, we built the, the tour services and expanded that to offering six different tours. Um and having five different vehicles that we perform those tours on, working with local guides. Um, they focus on the history of the mining community, arts, because there's a huge art, and music, um, and entertainment um, collaborative here in Bisbee as well. You know, it's a very unique community. It mixes history and arts. Um, from that, we branched out and started working with all the other local businesses, so... We offered shuttle services, which were used by, you know, the hotels, both residents that live here, um, as well as the local shops and restaurants. So then we kind of branched from the shuttle service into food delivery, uh, which led into us expanding our retail and other in-house concierge-based services. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the shuttles are huge because uh, we've we've talked about Bisbee a little bit on the show, but it, yeah, it's an old mining town that was built before cars, so everything's relatively close. But it's lots of hills and stairs, um, so there's a lot of people in town that that really love the shuttle service, um, just to you know get home safe, so they don't you know if they're out drinking and stuff down in the gulch, just getting people home safe, so. I think that's an awesome, awesome thing to have in town. You also expanded out and you're doing like uh, electric bike rentals now too,
1: right? Yeah, that's right. So we have the electric bike rentals. Uh, They're super fun, easy way to get around town. And a lot of the younger generations as well as families like to use those. So being a town of entertainment, there isn't always a lot of family options. So this is a great family outing that you can go and kind of ride around and see the views um, and travel and kind of take your own tour of the city that mm-hmm. way. Uh, with that, you know, we kind of made that change and upgrade about a year and a half ago when we moved into our new building from our outdoor space. And with our new indoor building, we have the second floor as the, the main hotel, as well as our retail shop and now newly opened kitchen uh, serving... Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really exciting, actually. So we have acquired a whole new brand. Uh, it's Bisbee Hot and Spicy. And it's a sauce and spice focused brand. And there's everything from hot, mild, sweet, different style sauces. And with that, we have opened the new late night kitchen. So we open daily, sev- or, I'm sorry, daily at 4 p.m., open until midnight and then on friday and saturday nights till 2 a.m so it's perfect you know for the bars people going out and with that we have the shuttle services so we can deliver it right to you
0: yeah and that's that's huge in this town because everything else kind of goes to bed at like eight there's not really places to get like late night munchy bar food so i'm i'm super excited to have it right there and i love i love spicy so i'm digging i'm digging on what you guys are doing so That's a very cool thing. Uh, Yeah, I guess we should shift here into the topic of the episode. So there are two ideas uh, that are coming up for 2020. We're going to talk about the Democratic side because there really isn't a Republican side to talk about. Um, So there are two uh, kind of polar opposite ideas Uh, ideas that are on the table that are meant to approach the same problem they're meant to um, they're both kind of fix-alls and uh, I uh, personally I'm biased I think one of them is going to work a lot better than the other Um, but just as a small business owner with uh, I mean you're not like sitting on huge amounts of, you know, corporate money where you can play around and, you know, open new locations and do, and do all that shit. So you are still operating as a small business with a small staff. Um, so uh, among the Democrats, uh, one of the big things that they seem to be pushing for right now is a $15 minimum wage. Um, so if that were to pass, like day one how would that change your entire business model how would that change you know staffing and, and all that if you had to all of a sudden if turn around and pay everybody 15 bucks an hour
1: if there was a day one right away change of okay tomorrow this starts and here we go it would be a complete stop halt of operations um and it, a big part of the reason why, as I earlier explained, all the various things that we offer and do throughout the community, um, and the different roles and positions that we play, uh, we are essentially everything. Bisbee is kind of one of our slogans, and the way we do that, and the way that we are able to ensure that we have, you know, the right hands on deck to be able to perform all those different media's and tasks is by cross-training and cross-using staff among different positions. Um, So they kind of select, say, yes, I want to do X, Y, and Z. These are uh, job-oriented things that I am interested and willing to do, and then we know that and schedule appropriately. Um, So if something was to amplify where we needed to pay everyone $15 across the board and then increase our management and supervisor staffs as well to match their uh, pay rates. That would be an incredible um, challenge and obstacle to, to face. I believe that we would have to discontinue several of our services immediately um, and downgrade and using that staff and providing the opportunity for others to even have a job at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah and th- this is the big thing that um, that hit me about this particular issue because the spirit of it is right. We want we want everybody to make a, a living wage. you know that that's that's not even up for debate. Everybody knows that you know if you if you're working you deserve to make a living wage oh, absolutely but um, this this idea that we can just federally mandate, you know, $15 across the board for everybody from, you know, Podunk, Arkansas to Bisbee, Arizona to New York City. And this, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't fit. It doesn't scale. And uh, there was uh, something recently about uh, because New York City did up it to 15 and they're like, oh, we're fine. It's fine. We're not losing jobs. There's actually more jobs. And I'm like, you're New York fucking city. Yeah. Of course. No, I of course you can fucking afford it. Out here in a in a tiny town in a fucking red state, I'm sorry, like we can't. I, I I talked about this uh with Josh a little bit. I think it would turn Bisbee into a ghost town because it's not just you. Like none of the restaurants exactly. and bars That's here would be able to afford say. to keep anybody.
1: You know? There's it's, plenty of um businesses around here. Uh Bisbee is you know a locally supported but also a very heavily tourism driven um, area to visit and with that we rely a lot on the tourism seasons so there's typically two seasons out of the year where we can expect a increased um, you know spending from the populace coming and visiting the area whereas we can take that and say okay we need to reserve this and set this aside so that we can maintain being open and operating at a full capacity during the slow season. Um, There's a lot of businesses here that locally that, that do that and are able to maintain. Yeah.
0: A lot of people just, just close. They're like, there's there's no business. We're going to go ahead and just not open.
1: Right. Or you'll see they will provide only, you know, job opportunities for three months out of the year Mm. and the rest of the year. They're there what they can be, and other times they just drop off and close their stores, like you said. Um, so it's it's very inefficient and doesn't help the overall picture when you're trying to grow and increase and support a city.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, initially, I was very much on board. I was like, Well, hell yeah, I, I want $15 an hour for my job, I feel like I deserve that much. Um, but then, and, and we've mentioned this before, with this last, these last couple um, minimum wage increases, the cost of everything else went up. So it wasn't like we we're, you know, all of a sudden rolling in a bunch of extra fucking cash. I actually have less cash cash on hand now that it's up to eleven. It's about to go up again, and I'm just dreading what that's going to mean, you know, for my bottom line because I'm paycheck to paycheck as it is.
1: And One of the really sad things um, is a business owner, I recognize there are people that are well-deserving and I wish that I could be like, yeah, here's 15, 20, 40 bucks an hour. You know Like I wish I could do it. Um, But for those who do go the extra mile and really put in their efforts who are deserving of that, Now I can't afford to provide that or give it because I have to bring everybody up to a level. So instead Mm -hmm. of me providing um, the increases where they're warranted and as they're needed throughout somebody's time of employment with a company, I am mandated to provide that right away across the board to everybody. And there's, there's no ethic that goes in that. There's no... You know, wanting to strive or do better or benefit uh, for yourself or a company.
0: Mm. That's what's kind of most frustrating about this is because their their hearts are clearly in the right place. I don't think that Bernie Sanders or or maybe Warren, I don't know who else, is really taking on this fifteen dollar an hour thing. I don't. It, their hearts are clearly in the right place, but they're not thinking through. You know what the impacts would be in uh, smaller communities. Uh,
1: another, and- another interesting side to it um, that I don't think is really identified or brought up often enough is, okay, say we mandate this and say, okay, across the board, employees deserve the right to be paid $15 an hour or whatever there be. Where's the mandate that's setting forth that small business owners and independent business owners are making that same amount. Right. Are right. we are we not equal citizens just as an employee maybe because we have stepped up and taken on this role in you know in the land of great free america where you can have mm-hmm. anything and build your own. You know, we've stepped up and said okay, this is what we want to do. This is what we have a passion to do. This is what we want to provide and we do and your, we provide opportunity yeah. to others to be able to better themselves and their futures but there's no security for the small business or independent business owners
0: absolutely this uh, you know entrepreneurs it's kind of like you know make it or break it you know like get rich or get fucked i mean that's kind of how how it tends to go it's very much dog eat dog and we're not really doing anything to you know, help small business owners because they're the ones creating jobs in communities like this that would be fucking ghost towns if it weren't for small businesses. There's no corporate presence here at all. The only thing we have is a franchised Circle K. You know, if you want anything else, you gotta drive like half an hour to find something uh, remotely corporate, so... Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, that's a good, uh, good shifting point because you mentioned... That it's not um, like that. The considerate, it's you're not really taken into consideration in that in that decision as a small business owner. Um, The other big idea that's on the table right now uh, is one being championed by Andrew Yang, that is a universal basic income, which he's calling the freedom dividend of one thousand dollars a month to every American citizen eighteen and. Uh and there's some, you know, there's details and nuance to the uh to the plan as to how it's gonna be funded. The uh, the main takeaway is that it is uh no new money is being printed. It's all money that already exists in the con- in the economy and we can just be spending it better and uh you know, feeding it back in into kind of like a feedback loop so we're putting it right, you know, directly into the hands of consumers. That goes right back into the main street economy. It comes back down. You know, it's it's uh, trickle up economics because we all know trickle down economics is fucking bullshit. It doesn't fucking work. And this is uh, I'm gonna bring it up again because the big the big corporate you know enterprises that can afford to pay their employees fifteen dollars an hour, they're trying as hard as they can to automate away all those jobs as fast as they fucking can. You've been to Walmart, you've been to McDonald's, you've been to, you know, all these different places. They're just, they're taking the, these jobs as way, as away as fast as they can. So it, it just setting that bar of like, Oh, and also you need to pay everybody $15, uh, an hour and provide them healthcare. is just like, Oh, well fuck, I'm just gonna, I'm going to make a, uh, an app to replace that person as soon as possible uh but the the freedom dividend is an is an interesting approach to solving that problem so i mean a first i guess just for you what would what would your day to day be like knowing that you had an extra $1000 a month coming your way that was funded by you know Amazon and Facebook ads and Google clicks and robot truck miles and all these other uh, advancements that we're making in technology. If we were harnessing that in a way that gave you a check every single month of a thousand dollars, how would that affect your life just as a business owner?
1: Well, I think that's a really interesting um, proposition and something that needs to really be thought of. You know, there's a lot of, you know, the idea is you know, so wonderful, how how can anybody say, no, you know, that doesn't sound good. Um, and the research that backs it thus far, you know, shows everything that would be beneficial. And I, I personally think that a whole new modern outlook, something in- incredibly new and How to put it? Um, it's a
0: it's a twenty first century solution to yeah, a twenty first I mean, century
1: problem, exactly. And that's what it, it needs to address is you know something that we can't reuse and go back and say how did we deal with this in the past because we've never had issues right. or anything like this to compare or look at. Um, so we need brand new solutions that are thought of by a younger generation by those are dealing with the problems. Um, that we face on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, like young, hip, Asian math nerd named Andrew <laughs> Yang. I've been trying to get uh, David on the Yang train for a little bit, but, uh, you know, like like I said, he's not politically engaged and I'm, I'm twisting his arm, but I thought this might be a good kind of sneak attack, a little ninja move to like, okay, let's get you on the show. Let's, let's compare $15 minimum wage to uh, Freedom Dividend and see see if I can make the case for you. How, like, like, one of these ideas is clearly better. You know,
1: why you were explaining One of the things that goes through my head is, isn't even so much a individual or personal, how do I feel about this? Mm -hmm. Um, As a business owner and with the business in particular that I operate, what I immediately thought of is, wow, all of these individuals or employees that have a second job or are pulling it tight when it's slow season or i'm doing everything i can to find extra little odd jobs and little things for them to do just so they can get a couple more hours each week Mm. how much better does it make it for them and their lifestyle to be able to go to one job comfortably and say you know i go do and i go i knock out what i do comfortably and i'm happy and i go home and there's no stress or rushing to the next job in between or
0: right. they, they could blow a tire on the way home and it wouldn't be bankruptcy. You know, that's, that's one of the fig one of the figures or things that's um, brought up a lot on Andrew's campaign. Is it like half the country can't afford an unexpected, an unexpected bill of like four or $500? Like that's going to put them in the fucking hole, let alone, you know, emergency health care. Or anything that could just like that is—it's one fuck up moments away from you know struggling, just barely skidding by to total and utter just fuckitude. Just like you're—you're you're screwed. You know, like right now, me personally, if I blew a tire right now, I would be fucked. <laughs> I would have to take—I'd uh, have to put in for vacation time because I cannot afford to put a new tire in my car right now. Uh, and that was actually where, where I was going to shift um, to next is how how do, how do you think – I mean, what if you walked in there every day knowing that every person who works for you was guaranteed an extra $1,000 a month and they, they got that – economic boot off of their throat as andrew likes to say like how do you think that would change the the uh dynamic with the employees just taking that burden off of them a little bit and you know allowing them to be more
1: i i think that's huge um and like i said impacts you know emotionally overall how they not only perform their jobs but you know how they come in each day and um, they don't have the, the burden of, you know, whatever was happening in their life beforehand, whether if it was a broken tire on their way in or their kid, you know, needs X Y Z Z for, you know, school season coming up. And, right. you know, they're trying to get that, um, you know, so there's a lot of different individual um, personal ways that it could help each individual. Um, but overall, I think it just gives that makes everybody feel relaxed and comfortable of like, okay, I don't need to stress. Like, I know, you know, at the very least, this is taken care of, and I'm going to go into work and have a good day and, you know, work my shift and go home and uh, enjoy life a little more.
0: Right. And
1: at least there's
0: going to be groceries in the fucking fridge. <laughs> like, you're not and 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 this is something that's kind of brought up as an argument against it is like oh nobody's going to work everybody's just going to sit at home and play video games and they go i'm sorry i make like 22 a year i think before uh, you know anything's taken out and fuck if i'm going to survive on $12,000 a fucking year and my rent is 315 a month Okay. Nobody is quitting their fucking jobs for this shit. Nobody. But it, it gives you that little extra cushion to take that stress off, to allow you to fucking give that, you know, have that freedom. And like you were saying, this is a town full of uh, artists and, and young people and thinkers. And I mean, imagine what it would do just for the town in general, because that's going to I mean, th- eliminate homelessness overnight. We're not going to have... I don't, I don't want to get too much into the local politics so, of like the free lunch thing. There but.
1: is that whole side to look at and think of, though, because like around the country and even here in Bisbee, there are very much individuals that choose to live the lifestyles that they do and don't want to necessarily have a place to live or a job or oh, yeah. restrictions. I mean,
0: there are plenty of people who are comfortable, you know, flying and, under I mean, there's, there's plenty.
1: I mean, the whole off the fringe. grid movement yeah. has been, you know, huge over the past couple of years. Um, so those we'll call them, you know, off the grid individuals. Um, you know, how do, how do we look at that? You know, is it like, okay, well, that does lead back to the here's a thousand dollars for living. I mean,
0: well, I mean, yeah, should kind there be of
1: stipulations.
0: When you when you look at the across the board, the rest of the stuff that you know we we guarantee, um, and it's been brought back to the prison system a couple times because if you fuck up and you go to jail, yeah, you're in jail, but you also are guaranteed 3 square meals a day. You have a roof over your head. You have the opportunity to work and you have you know you're so, you're not right, fucked. But,
1: like how does this affect like the you get your full healthcare the, you, know, you get your like full that.
0: everything. In in terms of uh, underemployment and unemployment what this what this freedom dividend is going to do and this applies to a lot a lot of people who are on food stamps or another uh assistance programs they're going to have the option right now, you know, like you and I, we've been uh, in brokey town before to where we've applied for food stamps and you have to jump through all kinds of fucking hoops. Or, or if you've tried to, uh, you know, apply for unemployment or any of these, these are all things that we guarantee you just have, there's a whole lot of means testing attached to it where you have to fucking prove that you really, really need it. And we'd just be eliminating all that because if somebody's getting, fuck, if somebody's getting, uh, excuse me, $800 a month in food stamps and they have the option to switch to a $1,000 freedom dividend that they don't have to do shit to prove other than I'm a citizen and I can vote in this country and I deserve, you know, a dividend, that's all that it is. So this is going to replace a lot of people's welfare programs that they're on now, like by default, a lot of them are just gonna, you know, just go away just because they're they're gonna be obsolete. You're not gonna need them anymore because this new system is gonna be better. It's gonna take care of everybody. It's gonna be fair. It's gonna be universal. So yeah, you and me are gonna get a thousand dollars, but so is the homeless guy in the park, and so is Jeff fucking Bezos. So it's that reframing of the idea. It's just like everybody gets it. It's just a floor. It's a basic Floor that nobody can fall below, and it is right pretty much right there at the poverty line. So you can just barely survive. But if you have that, and you're like, okay, just survival's taken care of now, I can focus on the shit that I really want to do. You have a bunch of artists in town who are like, well, fuck. Uh, I didn't think I could afford a studio space downtown before, but now I have an extra thousand dollars. I'll go do a studio space. I'll go make, make my art or uh, somebody else in town who wants to start up a, a restaurant or something. Just giving opening up that economic freedom to everybody, I think, would just totally transform this town in, uh, in a really amazing and positive way you know, and even, even the uh, people who we occasionally refer to as gulch rats, I think their lives would get a lot better, because a lot of that, it it has to do with hopelessness, you know, they're like, why should I give a fuck, you know, and, and when we look at, um, you know, the op- opioid problem is is tough here, too, as it is, you know, across the fucking country and another another part of fucking yang's platform is like well let's decriminalize that shit you know decriminalize marijuana just because it's stupid that it was ever illegal in the first place but decriminalize opioids and let's get these people fucking help let's not send them to fucking jail let's send them to fucking treatment uh and that 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 is a tangent uh i have a bell for that (laughs) but uh but yeah i think just giving people that economic freedom um Especially since our it's it's our own money that's coming back to us, really, because how he's talking about funding it it's not it's not payroll taxes. Okay, we're not taking money from people to give it right back to them. That would be stupid. We're taking you know a teeny tiny slivers from trillion dollar tech companies like Amazon, which paid zero dollars in taxes uh, the past two years. They're not going to pay anything this year. So. That's all Andrew's saying is like, no, I mean, this and you know, between Amazon, Google, Facebook, whatever, this like your data is the thing that's making all of this shit possible in the first place. You know, we're building these things that are, that are making trillions of fucking dollars that are going into the hands of the, you know, very wealthy, very few. And a bunch of the people on the democratic side are like, oh, it's the 1%. Oh, it's all these rich fucks. It's like, well okay what are you going to do about that (laughs) because everything that you've done so far is just incentivized them to automate things away to ship things overseas it doesn't make any fucking sense you know to keep down this this beaten down path that Democrats have been going down for fucking ever to just like try to solve the problems but they're doing it in a backwards like just Oof, uh, yeah, rant over <laughs> uh but yeah no this was this was great to get you uh on and get your get your input um as a small business owner and into how both of these scenarios would play out uh in in your mind and i think it was productive i think it uh I think it was good. I think we had fun. Did you have fun?
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. And yeah, definitely fun times.
0: Yeah, for sure. We, we have a Bisbee episode coming up uh, at some point <laughs>
1: down the pipeline.
0: So we'll probably get you uh, back on for that. And we might do some, uh, some uh, field recording. We might even go around and <clears throat> capture some of the tours and maybe even record an audio right. tour. Like, fucking why not?
1: Definitely buzz around on the golf carts a little bit. Uh, just let me know. We'll make it, make it happen.
0: Yeah, super fun. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again for joining me. And uh, listeners, hope that was productive and interesting. Um, that's all I got for you. <laughs> just sitting down with my buddy David. And I was just like, I just need to get this down because I know, I know how this would affect. Well, I have my own idea about how these scenarios would play out here, but I thought it was important to get somebody who's who's actually in one of those positions that would have, you know, be making the hard calls and uh, really feeling the the brunt force of this uh $15 apocalypse thing that's coming down the pipeline, which I'm terrified of. Uh and I think more people just need to think about that and uh and look at really all the options that are on the table because uh Andrews are really the best. I mean they really are. You just you compare them on any point and uh yeah. So this wasn't really necessarily a uh, I mean it kind of was a trap to get you to uh, uh to convert you into the gang and hopefully at least to get you uh thinking about thinking about the uh prospects here for 2020. So with that, we will uh, sign off. But uh, David, thank you again for joining me, and uh, you know, cheers, whatever. Yes. We will, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Okay, you should know the drill by now. Website is mindwave.media. Follow us on Twitter at mindwave podcast. Join us on Facebook in the relative spaces. Uh, shoot us an email, mindwavepodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 602-456-2253 and uh, we'll get your voicemail on the show because we still really want to do that. Uh, Other than that, if you appreciate what we're trying to do, throw us a dollar a month on Patreon and you can get uh, access to our full library of after-show content and bonus material uh yeah other than that somewhat successful weekend i feel like uh i didn't waste my life too horribly (laughs) thanks guys we'll uh we'll catch up with you soon